What is going on? Happy Friday. The Pete Callender Show. Thanks so much for letting me be a part of your day. I appreciate it. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Those are the phone numbers. Feel free to call or hit me up on Twitter at Pete Callender or send an email. Pete at the Pete Callender Show. And remember, get the podcast. So... Do you remember that story about, gosh, what was it? It's been a while. But do you remember that story it had to do with a presidential candidate and some disinformation right before an election? I, like I said, it's been a while. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I think uh, it had to do with a laptop. Do you remember that story? I know it's. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, coverage of the uh, nowadays because it's just been so long and it's completely irrelevant. But uh, that guy, the uh, the computer repairman that got that laptop for that uh, or that was owned by the son of a presidential candidate and then uh, gave it over to media to report and then. I don't know, something happened. I'm trying to remember what happened because, like, nobody made a big deal about it for a while. He's suing. Yeah, he's filed a bunch of lawsuits. The Delaware computer repairman who blew the whistle on Hunter Biden's laptop, he has now filed a multi-million dollar defamation suit against Democratic Representative Adam Schiff. CNN and the Daily Beast and Politico saying that they falsely accused him of peddling Russian disinformation. Which was weird, because those were people that actually did peddle Russian disinformation, right? <laughs> the people that accused the repairman of peddling the disinfo from Russia actually were peddling disinfo from Russia via the Steele dossier. Oh, this actually came up in uh, in a... A hearing, a border security and immigration, homeland security uh, hearing. Rand Paul, uh, U.S. Senator Rand Paul, questioning the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. I'm just going to play a quick clip here. This is about the disinformation uh, governance board, the DGB, that they're going to be uh, implementing to protect us all and the homeland from disinformation while not not spying or monitoring on any Americans, not doing that, but they're still going to be able to somehow or another get rid of the disinformation. Here's the exchange. Do we have policies? Do we have guardrails? Do we have yeah, standards? Yeah, but here's the problem. Ensure, we can't even agree. We can't even agree what disinformation is. This is you well, can't even agree that it was disinformation, that the Russians fed information to the Steele dossier. If you can't agree to that, how are we ever going to come to an agreement on what is disinformation so you can police it on social media? Legally, I think you've got no idea what disinformation is, and I don't think the government's capable of it. Do you know who the greatest propagator of disinformation in the history of the world is? The U.S. government. Are you familiar with McNamara, the Pentagon Papers? Are you familiar with George W. Bush and the weapons of mass destruction? Are you familiar with Iran-Contra? I mean, think of all the debates and disputes we've had over the last 50 years in our country. 
We work them out by debating them. We don't work them out by the government being the arbiter. I don't want guardrails. I want you to have nothing to do with speech. You think we can't determine, you know, speech by traffickers is disinformation? You think the American people are so stupid they need you to tell them what the truth is? You can't even admit what the truth is with a steel dossier. I don't trust government to figure out what the truth is. Same. Government is largely disseminating disinformation. There you go. That was Rand Paul with Alejandro Mayorkas at that hearing. And he's exactly right. This is not the role for the government. And the the Steele dossier juxtaposed with the Hunter Biden laptop story is really the only example you need. They are not in a position to tell us what is and is not, quote unquote, the truth. And to then throttle back people who question or offer other narratives. Because this guy, this Delaware computer repairman, right, he was falsely accused of peddling Russian disinformation, and he knew what he had, and it was the truth. Hunter Biden left a laptop, then surrendered it, abandoned it under the law, never came back for it, and would not respond to messages saying, hey, come get it. And so the guy turned it over, made it public, because now it's his possession. He, he's now the rightful legal owner of that laptop. The former shop owner's guy's uh, name is John Paul Mac Isaac, which is pretty impressive. Four first names. That's that is impressive. John Paul Mac Isaac. Uh, sounds like a British rock band. Anyway, decided to fight back after losing his business and being harassed for 18 months by big tech, the media and Delaware locals in President Biden's home state. This is the New York Post reporting that after. Fighting to reveal the truth, he says, quote, all I want now is for the rest of the country to know that there was a collective and orchestrated effort by social and mainstream media to block a real story with real consequences for the country. This was collusion led by 51 former pillars in the intelligence community and backed by words and actions of a politically motivated DOJ and FBI, he continued. Quote, I want this lawsuit to reveal that collusion and, more importantly, who gave the marching orders? Mac Isaac came to legally own the laptop after Biden's son Hunter dropped it off at his store for repairs back in April of 2019 and then never came back. The material on the laptop has raised serious questions about what Biden knew of his son's overseas business deals, during which he and the president's brother, Jim Biden, often invoked his powerful name, Joe Biden's powerful name. I never believed Joe Biden. Well, I'll just stop there. I'll just put a period right there. I, I, I never believed Joe Biden <laughs> because he's a liar. He's a plagiarist. He's a anyway. But I never believed him when he said specifically that he had no idea what Hunter Biden does with his business. And he never talks with him about his business. Now, Maybe Joe Biden hates his son. That's possible. And if their names were Trump, I'm sure people would be speculating about how Joe Biden or Joe Trump, in this case, would uh, how much he hates his kids to take that little interest in the business dealings that they have. Like not even around a dinner room table, like you're sitting there and saying, hey, how's business going? Hey, how's life treating you? Hey, I just came back from this trip overseas, Dad. This is what I'm up to. Like that never happens at all. Why do you hate your son? Right. Like, why would you not take an interest in his life? So I've never believed that Joe Biden had no idea. And then, of course, the emails show that the big guy getting cuts of the 
uh, of these deals. That's further proof that, yes, he did know what was going on. Absolutely. And maybe somebody will ask him about that. Maybe after the midterms. We shall see. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. John, Paul, Mac, Isaac, come on down. No, I'm kidding. John, Paul, Mac, Isaac is the uh, Delaware computer repairman, blew the whistle on the Hunter Biden laptop story. New York Post reports that he is now suing CNN, the Daily Beast, Politico, and Congressman Adam Schiff for brains, saying they falsely accused him of peddling Russian disinformation. So he's suing them for defamation. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, he came to legally own the laptop after Hunter Biden dropped it off at the store for repairs and then never came back. So he abandoned the property. Um, He then uh, this uh, repairman, uh, uh, John Paul Mac Isaac, he then uh, found this material on the laptop that raised questions about Joe Biden's role and knowledge about these international deals that were being cut using his name and how much he was benefiting and that sort of thing. So he handed over a copy of the laptop's hard drive to the FBI. Who did nothing. Who did nothing. So then he told Donald Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, gave gave them a copy of the hard drive, gave Rudy a copy of the hard drive. Rudy then gave it to the New York Post. New York Post confirmed it was legit, broke the story in October 2020, Three weeks before the presidential election. So, can't have that. No October surprises that harm the precious. So, Twitter and Facebook censored it. Even going so far as to prevent the sharing of the link in direct messages. I tested this myself at the time. You could not send the link to somebody. Then, Congressman Schiff, for brains... Uh, And 51 former intelligence officials labeled the laptop Russian disinformation. And after that, uh, John Paul Mac Isaac says that his business and reputation were ruined. Why? Well, take a look at the nutcases that are now planning to go protest at the homes of Supreme Court justices. These nutballs went out there and harassed this guy, vandalized his shop, you know, doxed him and treated him as if he had done something illegal, unethical, treasonous, and he did no such thing. What he gave us was the truth. Twitter initially labeled my action hacking, so for the first day after my information was leaked, I was bombarded with hate mail and death threats revolving around the idea that I was a hacker, a thief, and a criminal, he said. See, now, maybe if you had, uh, maybe if you had, I don't know, rewritten all of the stuff from the, from the laptop, maybe if you had put it in the form to make it look like a, uh, like a draft of a Supreme Court opinion, maybe then they would have, uh, they would have been okay with that. Because you notice Twitter hasn't done, Twitter hasn't labeled the, the Supreme Court leaked document, they, they haven't called that hacking. Is, it, is, is there a difference? Is there a difference between procuring the, the work product, you know, turning it over to the public like, he, uh, like whoever the whistle, uh, whistleblower, whoever the leaker was, 
Is there a material difference there? Because one's paper and one's digital, but I would submit it probably was digital, right? He probably, she probably took it, downloaded it, sent it via email. Probably didn't print the whole thing out. Maybe they did. I don't know. So Twitter doesn't have consistent standards here when it comes to uh, what is and is not hacked versus leaked, what's real which, uh, versus disinformation. Mac Isaac said, quote, without any intel, the head of the intel committee, Congressman Schiff, four brains, um, he decided to share with CNN and its viewers a complete and utter lie, a lie issued in the protection of a preferred presidential candidate. Well, I mean, come on. It is Adam Schiff. So, of course, he's going to act like just a terrible human being because he's kind of a terrible human being. The fight to get to the bottom of who told everybody this was Russian disinformation is far more important for the nation than clearing my name, he said. Yeah, I'd like to find out who was it that put together the letter? Who orchestrated that? The letter that said, this is probably Russian disinformation, everybody. Where did this come from? Where did these talking points come from? Why was it the Russians that were producing this disinfo for you? How did that start? Is it just because... Trump was already accused of being too close to Russia anyway, and so this it just became Russia, Russia for everything. Mac Isaac claims that Schiff defamed him in an interview on CNN two days after the New York Post began publishing revelations from the laptop. In an interview with Wolf Blitzer, Schiff told the CNN host, without evidence, that he believed the Kremlin was behind the smear of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. It is pretty amazing how quickly Schiff races to the uh, the front of the parade on this stuff and is never, never called out on it. He just didn't. I have a clip here. He just did an interview on CNN uh, and or sorry, on uh, CBS. Yeah. Schiff was on CBS and he's not asked about any of his prior lies or his own disinformation, his role in amplifying and spreading disinformation he's he's never called to account for that he they just keep giving him more airtime we'll take a listen to that in a minute news talk 1110-993-WBT Got a message here from Justin who says, Pete, didn't like 50 plus former Intel officials sign a letter saying it had all the signs of Russian disinformation? Indeed, they did. Interestingly, Justin says these officials had or still have their Intel clearances and would have known via Intel that it was not Russian. They should probably lose those clearances. Yeah, they should lose the clearances. If you're going to use your position and the credibility that comes with the position and with the assumption that you have this intel available to you to then traffic in disinformation in order to benefit a particular candidate, uh, then, yeah, you should not have the intel clearance any longer. Start start yanking them. Of course, that's not going to happen under this administration. It's not going to happen, obviously. Um. So the uh, computer shop repairman, John Paul Mac Isaac, he claims that Adam Schiff defamed him in an interview on CNN saying that he believed the Kremlin was behind this story. And it's a smear of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. 
And after that, after these, after the actual disinformation was engaged in by Schiff, CNN, Politico, Daily Beast, and the, the Intel people that wrote that letter, Mac Isaac had to close his computer repair business near the Biden family homes in Greenville, Delaware, after people started throwing vegetables, eggs, and dog do at his store. He went into exile in Colorado. The suit claims CNN knowingly broadcast the false and defamatory story that the laptop was linked to a Russian disinfo campaign, causing him significant damage, including the closing of his repair shop. They put the guy out of business. This is this is the point. This is the point. This is the point of the leak of the Supreme Court draft. My opinion, my guess, my speculation. That's the point is to mobilize the mob. And don't tell me that that's beyond the pale. Nobody would ever consider that. I'm old enough to remember the summer of 2020 when cities burned, right? The Daily Beast claimed that the laptop was purloined, was their word, which Mac Isaac says alleges that he stole it. Yeah. By the way, that's a, what is it, the... Remember the Loomis Fargo heist? So I remember talking to the late Monroe Whitesides, the attorney uh, now since passed, but uh, he represented the snitch in that case. It was one of these things where I'm trying to remember. He talked about the use of the word heist versus, I think, robbery, because one involves the brandishing of a weapon and somebody else being involved, something like that. I think it is a heist because nobody... That no, nobody was attacked or anything, right? Nobody was held at gunpoint. Nobody was robbed, that sort of thing. So people who were saying that they robbed Loomis Fargo, I think he had a bone to pick with them on that, on the word usage. But yes, words matter, particularly in the media. Wordsmiths, as they were, right? If you are a wordsmith, I expect you to be smithing some words. And purloined sounds like, yeah, you're telling us you're telling us the reader that he stole it and he didn't steal it. And by the way, you could have confirmed this. These media outlets could have confirmed this stuff, but they didn't. What did they do? They ran to the intel agencies and they asked these state operatives to do what? Rebut the information. Give me something and tell me it's okay. Tell me this is wrong. I need to know this is wrong. Okay, fine. It could be Russian disinformation. Here's a letter. <gasps> thank you, thank you. In an infamous story in Politico, the website reported dozens of former Intel officials saying that they believe the laptop to be Russian disinformation based on no information whatsoever. They had no information. Nothing. Mac Isaac tried unsuccessfully to sue Twitter for defamation last year. But then he got lumbered with the tech giant's legal bills, $175,000. But he now has backers at a nonprofit called the America Project, which was founded by Trump loyalists, retired Army General Michael Flynn, his brother Joe Flynn, and businessman Matt Byrne. The New York Post exclusively revealed the existence of Hunter Biden's emails after downplaying the emails as unverified both the New York Times and the Washington Post finally authenticated many of them, including some apparently being used in a federal probe of suspected tax fraud 
money laundering, and foreign lobbying violations by Hunter Biden. And we are to believe that President Joe had no idea any of this was going on. He had no idea where this money came that he used to fund renovations at his uh, home in Delaware, his beach house. He had no idea how his bills are getting paid at the house. He, no idea, no clue whatsoever. He's got a lot of expenses. You know, after he got out of uh, the, the Veepin biz, uh, he had some downtime for a couple of years, and uh, Hunter was on the hook to pay for that lifestyle. So maybe Joe just didn't ask because he didn't want to know. But I doubt it because he knew that he was getting money, right? The big guy. What was it? Five, ten percent that they said in the emails. So as Rand Paul said to Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, he doesn't trust the government to be branding anything as disinformation. Because the government traffics in it itself. People inside the government traffic in disinformation. Here is, in fact, um, Schiff on CBS television. In light of what has been reported about a possible decision on Roe v. Wade, you have called for the court to be expanded. How so? Well, I think the court is now the most unrepresentative body in the United States. It is a socially conservative court that has moved in a partisan direction uh, to enact a partisan agenda. All right. What's the partisan action and the partisan direction? What exactly is that? Because their explanation, in the opinion, cites the law, which is what you want on the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's not supposed to be, quote, representative of the people. It's supposed to be populated with people who know the law. The best legal minds. That's theoretically, ideally, right, who you would have there. People who know the law and can judge whether these new bills that turned into laws, whether they comply with the previously adopted laws or whether they violate the Constitution, that sort of stuff. But what exactly did the court do specifically that's so partisan? They haven't even issued a ruling. That was a draft. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. In the next hour, I'm going to go deeper into this this shift comment as well as some more of the reaction and fallout from the uh, the leaked Supreme Court documents. But let me get to this first. Um, Do you remember, again, it's been a while, and I know, like, I ask people this question, like, do you remember these things? Because, you know, when you get this span of distance between... You know, where we are now versus where things were all those, you know, years and years ago. It get you know, memory gets a little fuzzy. And so I always try to give you some context clues, maybe, you know, awaken some old memories, that sort of thing. So do you remember when they told everybody that you had to go out and get a shot uh, to, to prevent the COVID? Do you remember that? And then they, maybe you don't remember this part, where they would then threaten people and say, if you don't get the shot, then you're going to get fired. Remember that? Yeah. Um, 
Do you remember also that one of the shots didn't seem to work so well as the others? Remember that one? It was called the um, Johnson and Johnson one. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I know it's been a while, but get this. Apparently, the FDA is now limiting limiting its use to adults. Adults who cannot or refuse to get the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. Why would the FDA do such a thing, Pete? Glad you asked. The agency said 60 cases of a rare but serious blood clotting disorder have been identified. (gasps) You don't say. Interesting. Because I remember seeing people talking about something like this. Ah, It's been a while. It has been so long. I'm trying to remember. But yes, no, yes, it's true. People were like, hey, there's some clotting stuff going on with some of these shots. And hey, look at all these healthy athletes that have just like dropped dead. I mean, they're they're soccer players. So you never can. T- well, you can never tell. Right. Because they fake they fake it so often that you just don't ever know. Are you actually injured right now? We don't know. Right. You're a soccer player. So sorry, football. Anyway, the agency says they've got this 60 case count of rare but serious blood clotting disorder that's been identified, including nine deaths out of 18 million doses administered. The action comes about five months after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommended Moderna and Pfizer's vaccines over Johnson & Johnson's for booster shots. The FDA said weighing the risks of J&J vaccine against the benefits, it had decided to limit its use to adults who cannot access Pfizer or Moderna or for whom those shots are not, quote, clinically appropriate. So this is your plan C, okay? So Johnson & Johnson is sort of your safe school. One example would be people who experienced an extreme allergic reaction to the other two vaccines. That makes sense. According to the New York Times, that right-wing publication, vaccine deniers that they are, They report that the vaccine can trigger a condition known as, want to take a guess what this word is? Want to take a guess? You know it. Thrombosis. With thrombocytopenia syndrome. Anyway, uh, not long after it was approved for emergency use, federal authorities paused distribution of the vaccine for a safety evaluation. Regulators lifted the pause 10 days later, but added a warning to the instructions For its use. Now, in the announcement, the FDA cited more than six cases and close to one death attributed to the blood clotting disorder for every two million shots that were administered. So, six cases of thrombosis and just under one death per two million. About 17 million Americans have now gotten one dose of the J&J Vax. Uh, There's another one and a half that have gotten a booster dose. By comparison, more than 200 million Americans have gotten at least two doses of either Moderna or Pfizer. But don't worry. I'm sure that in the disinformation policing age that we are about to embark upon with the uh, Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, I am sure that this kind of information would get out even You know, after the fact, yeah. See, this is the problem. 
you had people that were spreading, yes, conspiracy theories and all sorts of misinformation, disinformation, lies, propaganda. Absolutely. People were spreading it all over the place. That is true. Um, but what's also true, as Rand Paul cited in his uh, remarks to Secretary Mayorkas, is that in a free society, the answer to what is true and what is false is determined by the free flow and exchange of information, people making their case. And this is one of the biggest problems that I have with media nowadays is that they are using the credibility that was developed off of their predecessors at those organizations. They use that credibility in order to traffic in bias propaganda, right? They, they use all of those people that did all that work for all that time. And look, I am no, I'm not one that says that there was some sort of golden age of objectivity in journalism. I don't believe that to be the case. But there were people in charge of these institutions that tried to protect its reputation and credibility as legitimate truth tellers. And nowadays you've got people that are using that credibility and that trust in order to advance narratives. It's shameful. It's a, and it's it's dishonoring the work that all of those people that all the work those people did before. And just what do I know? I'm just a radio host.